Finding this podcast magical? Why not toss a coin to your Witches and a Druid podcast through the Acast supporter feature? It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to show your support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to Three Witches and a Druid Podcast. Canadian podcast about paganism in today's modern society. Hello, and welcome back to Three Witches and a Druid, where some modern pagans sit around the Zoom meeting and talk about paganism and their experiences with it. I am Margo. And I am Maeve. And I'm Gwen. And I'm Brian. This week, as COVID sort of seems to be kicking back up again into high gear and people are struggling and we thought we would talk about struggling with your faith and how has the world situation affected your faith? Yeah, this topic came up. It was a little bit specific when we first talked about it, but we realized how general of a topic it could be. The idea that over the pandemic, being over the winter, especially here in Nova Scotia, how sometimes pagans can struggle with their beliefs and their faith, be it not being able to be social or not being able to go out into nature like we're used to, or a variety of reasons. I think the conversation is mostly going to be fairly general and maybe our own personal experiences with struggling with our beliefs and our faith in a sense. Obviously not everyone will experience the same thing. Some people have no struggle with their faith whatsoever. I personally am fortunate. I work with different groups and all that. So not seeing each other and not having that connection to work together and that energy flow has been a little difficult. Zooming your ritual isn't quite as nice. Isn't quite as nice. Yeah, I would say that's probably the biggest issue for myself, my grove. I think it's a big, becoming a bit of an issue in ADF where online Zoom rituals are obviously not the same. I don't think anyone would expect them to be the same. No, and having the option to have the Zoom ritual is certainly better than no ritual at all. I know for me, the struggle with the winter, which has always been difficult, which is why I left Winnipeg, paganism and understanding the wheel of the year and and how it turns and, and how 
the seasons of dormancy are necessary has helped me survive the winter and get through the winter. It's sort of for me, rather than losing my faith in winter, it's my faith that helps me get through winter for me. That's a good point. And on that note, one of the benefits to having rituals and stuff on Zoom is the accessibility. It's allowed a lot of individuals who would not be able to access ritual to be able to do so. Yeah. Be it their location, be it a disability, be it a variety of factors. Snowstorms. Snowstorms, yeah. There's a lot more people being able to access that aspect of paganism that haven't been able to in the past. I think for the Grove, we had our in-bulk ritual a little while ago, and we had three to four guests that normally are individuals that wouldn't have come. So that was super nice. Yeah. The most well-attended ritual we've had in quite a while. Gwen was there. I was. It was great. Yep. It was great. And I remember my first Zoom ritual, I was so grateful at the time because it was, you know, while we were still in hard lockdown because everybody was trying to figure out what was safe and what wasn't, governments and medical staff, everything was really restricted. And I was really grateful after probably we'd gone maybe six weeks of, you know, not meeting in person and not really understanding how to get ourselves online, the groups that I was working with, you know, it really filled a void and it created a wonderful connection but that's getting old <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i still need my faith community and i still need that sharing of energy of people of shared purpose you know in, a, in an event of shared worship or celebration or whatever so i'm definitely you, yeah it's getting old i'm feeling i'm really missing that part it says a lot when, you know, an introverted sort of person is getting fed up with it because I'm a dictionary definition of an extrovert and that's yeah, old. <laughs> but, you know, Margot was saying that her faith helping her through winter. COVID has given us a lot of challenges, I find, and it's given us a lot of frustration. Some of us are still unemployed. You know, you're worried, you're cooped up with your kids and all of that. I must say that I've been leaning on my faith hard, really, really, really hard. I was having this conversation with someone recently, someone who wasn't into religion or atheist said, oh, religion's just a crutch. Well, you know what? If you've got a broken leg and you're stuck in bed or in a chair, you can sit there and moan and groan have to bother people to wait on you and not even be able to make yourself a cup of tea you can grab those crutches next to the bed learn how to use them and get cracking excellent <laughs> people you know they say oh religion's just a crutch for the week well guess what if you've got something broken and you can use those crutches to go down the street and get yourself a meal and get around with it be the flipping crutches right now <laughs> so yeah i'm leaning on it hard and i find that in the winter sometimes here i feel the same way it's hard if you're in lockdown if your faith is better practiced outside if you draw strength from that outside you know and connections to things outside. It's really interesting when you're barred from those connections. If you draw your strength from your environment and you know the relationships you 
have with the ocean, the forest, the park down the street, your own garden. And not only do we have the vagaries of winter right now, which sometimes limit contact and limit our, our ability to connect, but we have all of these other restrictions. And just recently here in Nova Scotia, again, non-essential travel outside of urban areas has been frowned upon. So again, trying to find those connections to divine in the environment that you live in becomes important how do we do that? It's interesting you say that, Gwen, because I had made a little note here, something to bring up. And I do notice that before it got too icy, a lot of people around, and it's nice people are outside, their families are outside, they're exercising. But places you used to go for a nice quiet walk or stand by the lake or the river or do a little meditation, it's now like the mall on a Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. There is no peace and no quiet. And that is lovely that families are out doing something. I I don't want to criticize that. Every single outdoor sort of space that's easily accessible, especially right now, is packed. Yeah. It's twofold. Very lovely for the families and people are out. That's great. But give me a minute of privacy here. Ground. (laughs) It's hard. In a sense, like the topic is struggling with faith, but at the same time, in a sense, a lot of people have taken this time, be it the winter and COVID, to sort of slow down their lives and maybe even find their faith in a sense. I was just thinking that's sort of how this episode has turned into, (laughs) has been maintaining your faith and using your faith to get through the struggle rather than struggling with your faith in particular. Yeah. Right. Like there's definitely ways like not to get too dark, but like after both my parents had passed away over the last few years and after my loss of them, I had a lot of existential isolation for a while like there was a lot of like doubt there was a lot of regret not spending time with them not calling them etc etc and i feel paganism is what got me through a lot of that it really helped my understanding of what's to come the afterlife that all attributes back to my own faith in my own way that was quite a struggle i wouldn't say it was a struggle with faith but it was a struggle with life in a sense where i guess paganism was a bit of a crutch that helped me get through it yeah yeah i won't lie to my shame a bit covid has changed one thing for me always saw my faith. I mean, it was what I was and how I felt, but it was something that was an enhancement of my life. But since COVID, I've learned that crutch analogy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've learned that, you know, it's kind of like, oh, you know, am I so weak? It has to be a crutch. Well, guess what? Give me the goddamn crutches. <laughs> no problem. <Yeah. laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with the crutch. There's nothing wrong with needing a little bit of help to get through things. It was my own personal being hard on myself because I certainly would have said, of course, there's nothing wrong with crutches in your face. But it wasn't for me. I was supposed to be stronger than that. You know, just ridiculousness on my own part. But, you know, we're always growing. Yeah. You start to realize that with age, that that's not a healthy way to go through. You can't just be strong on your own all the time. It's okay to accept help. A little different if that crutches alcohol or something. <laughs> Maybe we don't support that. Mm-hmm. But it's okay to reach out for help. Yes, and as a Taurus, I am slowly starting to learn that because that's always been a really difficult thing for me as well. Right. You know, 
Yeah, I agree. I think for myself, the restrictions, like I say, have started to wane. But at the first, when everybody was, oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Now, to be fair, I still worked. I'm an essential worker. So I was still working. I was still out of the house and interacting with my fellow uh, hospital people. But like you, Brian, had gone through more of an existential thing years before. And that mine's a chronic thing. So I'm still feeling beaten down down by that and I remember in my you know job number two speaking with my chaplain um, buddies and they were asking how things were at home and I remember saying to them I don't know like you Janet um, my faith was always an enhancement to my life it was it just kind of was the icing on the cake I always felt that I wasn't enough and like that's the arrogance of youth and you know you haven't really had much happen to you I obviously have had a pretty night's life I said I don't know how people without faith make it through I don't know how they do that so maybe I have had to change how I go about practicing my faith because of COVID and the restrictions but the need for my faith has never been stronger as the years have gone by the last several years yeah that's bad wish I would have adopted this about six, seven years ago. Yeah. It helped me a lot. I was still busy, having a very traumatic time in my life and still busy being very, oh, I can handle it, I can handle it. And I wasn't handling it. And then I get angry at myself for not handling it the way I should have. And that was a huge problem. I would have just grabbed those crutches. Would have been much better. Yeah. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So COVID has taught me that. Right. Mm-hmm. Made me very happy. Now, one thing that comes up in paganism a fair bit is a lot of pagans don't view paganism as a religion, of course. And that's obviously perfectly fine. A lot of people don't view it as a sense of of their own faith but in a way you may believe in gods and goddesses or you may not in the end the whole practice though in a sense is, is a faith so when we're we're talking about faith we're not talking specifically about worshiping a god or a goddess it's just your collection of beliefs yeah your collection of, of ideas that you may follow your philosophy i think paganism and i'm not the one to make this up but i'll so this isn't me but it fits i think paganism is a religion of relationships it recognition of our interconnection with human peoples you know the trees the animals the flora and fauna often people conflate religion with an overarching deity but paganism isn't 
necessarily tied to that. Agreed, yeah. And I think that's a, a major point of confusion for a lot of people. It's not about worshipping any one god or goddess. It's worshipping, in a sense, those relationships you have with things around you, be it people, nature, spirits, whatever, whatever it is you feel most strongly connected to. Yeah. We are very, you know, interactive and proactive. It's not like, okay, goddess, take the wheel and I'm just going to ride along and <laughs> what happens, happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, that was one of the things I was constantly explaining uh, to young folks who would come in looking for a spell kit or a spell book or something and explaining to them that just because you do a spell, say, to find a, a better job or a new job, doesn't mean you can just sit home on your couch and it's going to knock on your front door. You still have to put in the mundane work as well. You still need to update your resume and start networking and apply even places that you may not think you would want to work just for the experience of the interview and that kind of thing. Doing the spell work or basically our form of prayer wasn't the be all and end all. That's not where it stops. The very first book I ever read that made me think of paganism and all that was Mary Stewart's Merlin trilogy. Right. You know I mean, I'm, I'm like 15 years old back, you know, when the dinosaurs were still walking the earth. And I read that and there's a line in that that has stuck with me all these years. Gods only go with you if you put yourself in their path. Yeah. So you can set that energy flow up and then do the mundane work and it will work with you. Yeah. You won't be paddling against the stream. You'll be going with the stream. Right. And that can really, really help. Yeah. And sometimes this is, I think, coming from the chaplaincy base, sometimes that can be also why people struggle because sometimes it's easier. Like you say, you can't let go of the wheel. You have to propel yourself forward. And there's a big portion of philosophy, I think, pretty much across most paganistic traditions paths that of personal responsibility and that sort of thing. We don't just give everything over to a higher power and walk away. That isn't always easy. That's not the easy answer. And sometimes when things are overwhelming, an easier answer is appealing to people when they feel overwhelmed. So I can see where people in hard bots just have that beaten down feeling. And this is where community comes in. Because when you're isolated and you have that beaten down feeling and you just want somebody to pick up the pieces and take care of you, a religion, a way of belief, a philosophy of life that has an expectation of personal responsibility and has virtues like perseverance and things like that can sometimes be hard for people. So I recognize that. That's one of the reasons why I think uh, sometimes they get overlooked for warrior goddesses, but mother goddesses are very important. You need a bit of that comfort to help you get going. Mm -hmm. Most of us are too old to go sit in our mother's laps. Our mothers are still with us even. Yeah. So you have to have the perseverance, but that encouragement you don't feel you have someone to encourage you. you know, that mother goddess figure, you know, like how your mother would always support you and encourage you. And perseverance sometimes is a tough damn thing. Yes. And, and you want to, you know, you're just so frustrated. It's like, this is enough. I'm just going to drink myself stupid. 
<laughs> and I see how people get into I'm not a huge I, I, I wish I drank more I sadly don't drink nearly as much as I'd like <laughs> oh my god I wish I could you know I wish I was a smoker and I could just drink wine and smoke dope and not care but you know you can't do you can't and, and you do have to really persevere and sometimes I got to a point where I was associated with, you know, warrior goddess and all of that. But it finally, it was like, this isn't working. I need a mother. Yeah. A mother goddess. Yeah. So you find what you need. You know, some people might need a sun god in the middle of winter to sort of help you and get you through that. Or, you know, a calm earth god when you're feeling really crazy or whatever the case might be. That's the nice thing. I enjoy research and experimenting. So that's a great thing about being a pagan. That's definitely a bonus point for paganism in a sense unlike other religions if you feel the draw towards something you can always worship another god or a goddess or a spirit or whatever you wish whenever you feel like it oh i need some sun this week so i'm gonna read up on the sun gods and goddesses and, and you know what no one's gonna bat an eye it's not like other religions where they believe one god or goddess is the omnipotent being all in paganism, you have a deck full of cards of a variety of things you can follow. Yeah. And no, nobody would question it. Yeah. Oh, there's even, uh, what did I weigh? Many, many, many years ago, I found a goddess of shopping for my sister. Yeah. <laughs> goddess of the marketplace. It was, I forget where it was from. You can even find a god or goddess for an orgy. Whatever suits your fancy. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, actually, one of the gods uh, Karen and I worship is Great Gradius. I think I'm not going to pronounce it right. I'll link it in the description of the podcast. But he is a Celtic god of bathing and self-care. I love it. Oh, nice. Super. Nice. Yeah, he's, he's very little is known about him. Uh, there's a couple of written pieces, but it's it's pretty much all about sort of just taking care of yourself. That's very nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I'd love that link, Brian. Yeah, we, so I think it was last summer we had an entire ritual just dedicated to him. As a grove, we all made bath bombs and bath salts and we're expected to go home and have a nice personal luxurious bath in your handmade bath salts and just relax. You know that imitation yeah. is the sincerest form of flattery. Totally stealing that. <laughs> yeah, as we all go home and do that, right? <laughs> totally stealing that. Yeah. So if any listeners ever listen to a podcast and they have a question or a comment, feel free to reach out. We have a Facebook page. You can reach us out there. You can always find us on Facebook. We love questions. We love comments. The more input, the better. And even if could have gone down a much darker road today, anybody wants a darker road will certainly leave us a suggestion. <laughs> Yeah, three witches and a druid after dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the dark night, on the dark night of your soul. Wouldn't three witches and a druid after dark just be all of us snoring? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. A couple of uh, open boxes of wine laying around. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of my head. <laughs> all right, then. Well, look, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Three Witches and a Druid. And certainly, again, leave us any suggestions or comments and put those stars down. Until next time, everyone, merry meet. Merry heart. Merry meet again. Blessed be. This has been Three Witches and a Druid Podcast. Thanks for listening. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.